Welcome to Exquisitely Aligned. You may be on your path to having it all, the house, family, money, and travel, when suddenly something shatters your ideal world. It shifts your perspective. You realize, or maybe even decide, that having it all isn't all that. It may leave you feeling unhappy, unsatisfied, or unfulfilled. You're left wanting something even more fulfilling, but you can't quite put it into words. Others, they just don't get it. They try to pacify you, and this may leave you feeling guilty. I get it. I've stood in your shoes. Hello, I'm Gina, the escape artist expert. Today, we'll be discussing Unbound, three ways to leave the shackles of conflict behind, escape unnecessary arguments that exhaust you, and prevent you from having what you really desire in life. Learn how to escape them starting right now. Life is too precious to be exhausted. Life is too short to not experience what you really desire, what you were born for. So let's jump right in. Conflict, a word that makes many cringe. What is conflict? Well, if you were to Google it, Wikipedia says conflict is a struggle and a clash of interest, opinion, or even principles. Not that Wikipedia asked me, but I will anyway. I would change it up a little bit. Conflict is a struggle. I absolutely agree. But I would say it's a struggle between a difference in one's truths, desires, and gifts. And the struggle or conflict is not just with others. It can occur deep within ourselves. Most people don't like the word conflict. My hubby, he's one of them. I remember our first year of marriage way back at the end of 1999. It was dreamy and it was difficult. We married when he was 36 and I was 30. We had lived alone prior for many years. We each came into the marriage with our own beliefs of what the marriage should be. We each came into the marriage with what other our parents' marriages had looked like. We each came into the marriage with our own ideals of what our marriage should feel like. Not to mention, we each came into the marriage with our own furniture, paintings, and junk. Of course, since I love to decorate houses, I thought my stuff was much better looking than his. You know how that goes. So we each brought ideals, expectations, beliefs, and paraphernalia, junk. Not to mention 36 years for Mark and 30 years of mine. That's a lot, right? And that's where the dreamy changed to difficult. I do think this happens often to many newlyweds. I love to talk. I guess that's why I love podcasting, being on a stage, and definitely on camera. And my husband, he is the exact opposite. He's an introvert. I think you can imagine what I'm going to say next. Yes. I would always want to have a discussion as to why he felt a certain way or why he believed a certain thing. And I quickly realized he wanted to run to the woods and not talk. He would actually physically start walking away to find a man cave, which 
by design our house didn't have. I would follow him. And finally, after a few times, I realized he thought I was confronting him. He thought we were in conflict. He wanted to disappear. So I sat him down and we had a long chat about the fact that I didn't see it as conflict. I simply wanted to know why he, my true love, felt a certain way. Why he, again, the man of my dreams, believed a certain thing, whatever the situation. And that's when things went back to dreamy, the way they should be, right? Conflict is something some people run from, just like my husband. But of course, I didn't let him run from it. Conflict is not comfortable. Conflict can exhaust us for certain. Conflict can break up relationships, whether you're dating, married, families, friendships, partnerships within businesses, you've seen it, you've felt it. They can also cause gossip. Some might, might say to you, do you, did you know she told so-and-so to blah, blah, blah? And then everyone starts putting in their two cents and adds fuel to an already hot fire. And then the other conflict, the one within ourselves. Sometimes you might feel a pit in your stomach, the way I do. That's usually conflict within myself. Let me explain. Conflict can and will arise within us when we are avoiding or dismissing our own truths, gifts, and desires in order to make probably other people happy. You can call it people-pleasing. I like to call it also conforming. Call it giving away parts of yourself in order to fit in, right? To me, they all have the same effect. You feel conflicted. You become conflicted between who you are and who you are being. And in time, for some that's weeks, for others it's decades or a lifetime, you become conflicted with the people you gave up parts of yourself for. Those people, well, those people are typically your lover, your child or children, your aging parent or parents. Those people, well, they are typically people you love so dearly that at the time you thought giving up parts of yourself is exactly what you should do because you love them so dearly. So that's the internal conflict. And then I've already shared with you, my husband and I, right? The conflict between the two of us. So back to my definition, conflict is a struggle between a difference in one's truths, desires, and gifts. And this struggle or conflict is not just with others. It can be deep within ourselves. Would you agree? I wonder what you would add. Drop me a note. Okay, let's continue. Why does it have a bad rap? Why do some see it, like Mark, as a negative? Conflict is a struggle, but does it have to be? Does it have to be a struggle? That is something I want to discuss. Conflict is a struggle between a difference. Why does a difference cause a struggle? Why must everyone share the same beliefs? Really, I'm asking you, why must we agree with everyone about everything? Think about that for just a moment. 
This is a big, well, for me, a major problem that I see out in the world. A major problem that I hope to shed some light on now to help us shift from it being a problem to something that we celebrate. I don't want you to agree with everything I say. That would be boring. I simply want to ask questions that make you think and open up to something in a new way, in a new light. I love the fact that my family, friends, loved ones, clients, neighbors, you name it, think differently than I do. Because they think differently, I learn about myself and them. They shed light on how they think and why they believe what they believe or why they feel how they feel. And that, that makes my world go round. Really, it does. It's that easy. So back to the original question. Why does a difference cause a struggle? Well, you've heard me say it, and I'm going to say it again. We live in a world begging us to conform, asking us to play a role and follow the rules. With that in place, there is no, and I mean absolutely no, room for differences. Because we are asked to conform. We are asked uh, to give up parts of ourselves to fit in. We are asked, uh, we are being asked to give into mundane thoughts and mediocrity. You see, each of these boil down to one thing, and that is sameness. Well, now that I'm saying that, I'm wondering if that's even a word. But let's make it a word if it's not a word, and I'll have to look it up <laughs> once I hit the stop button. Sameness is the opposite of different, the opposite of unique, the opposite of exquisiteness. And that's what I believe is the reason why we, are, as a society, aren't accustomed to appreciate differences. Differences in our truths, differences in our desires, differences in our gifts, differences in the way we live. We are accustomed to mundane thoughts and mediocrity. So today I'm going to ask, or maybe even beg, you to admire the differences between you and others. That is number one for today. Number one, to leave the shekels of conflict behind. Number one, admire the differences between you and everyone you meet. Admire them for who they are. They are unique. Let's move on. Authority. Well, authority is another favorite topic for me to give a voice to. I think it's misunderstood. I also believe it's misused. And both lead us individually down the wrong path and as a society as well. For a more in-depth listen about authority, I highly recommend listening to Mental Emancipation. You'll learn about the unspoken authority problem that so many of us face and how to combat it. For today, let me do a brief, and I mean brief recap. If you're ever feeling unfulfilled, tired, short-tempered, resentful at times, maybe regretful, or feeling like you're supposed to be doing something other than what you are actually doing, you may have an authority problem. And that authority problem stems from the external authority overpowering you. And maybe you are kowtowing to this pressure 
and possibly giving away your authority. So let me share a simple mindset shift to help you change this. Entrepreneur Magazine wrote about a study published by the Journal of Neuroscience. It showed that some people are predisposed to control aversion, like a teenager. Anyone who is control averse doesn't like when others tell them what to do or what their decision should be. They are more likely, as you guessed it, to be an entrepreneur. I think, or excuse me, I invite you to think like an entrepreneur. I am asking to choose yourself and make yourself the authority. When we think like an entrepreneur, we are less likely to give into external authority. Remember earlier when I mentioned giving away parts of ourselves to fit in, possibly people-pleasing, and then feeling resentful towards our loved ones? Well, if you think like an entrepreneur, you are most likely, less likely, to give away your authority. So number two, to leave the shackles of conflict behind, number two is be your own authority and no one else's. When you are your own authority, that's when you prioritize your truths, the ones written on your soul, the truths that only you can know. You embrace your desires, that one, the ones that cause your heart to beat even faster. And you discover your gifts, the ones you didn't realize you have. It's here that you stop trying to change or control others. That is a two-fold process. It happens when both we admire the differences in others and we become our own authority. You quickly realize you're too busy to be anyone else's authority. You don't have time to control people. And that's a good thing. And you also realize there's no reason to overstep their boundaries. After all, you're admiring their difference, not trying to change them. Doesn't that sound much better it even feels much better when I say it. So let's see, we did number one, admire the differences between you and everyone you meet. Number two, be your own authority and avoid, please avoid trying to be someone else's authority. And the last, but certainly not the least, has to do with communicating. I believe communication is an art. It's a skill that some are born with. Some are natural communicators and everyone else, I believe, can quickly learn if they put their mind to it. And I would suggest finding some good teachers, role models. It's an art form that we can learn and enhance with practice and time. I've had gr many great teachers and I'm still learning daily, which is an absolutely beautiful thing, at least in my mind. So communication. I've found that some people don't communicate, but instead they try to enforce their beliefs, their truths, their desires onto you and everyone they meet. 
I believe in order to communicate, you must listen. You must see the person who's speaking as unique. Admire them. All of them. And not try to control or be their authority or have authority over them. And when you do both number one and number two, it becomes like math. One plus two equals three, or it becomes natural. It just happens. It unfolds. Because when you admire the differences and you become your own authority, it's even easier and more natural to enjoy and partake in the art of conversation. You enter into conversations with an entirely different awareness, a different mindset, with a different purpose. You listen. You listen with a new goal. You listen with admiration for their uniqueness. You listen with respect for them as their own authority over their own feelings and their beliefs and their dreams. And when you do that, you are listening with the goal of understanding. So number three, to leave the shackles of conflict behind, number three is listen to understand. And when you do all three, you quickly and very easily, effortlessly, leave the shackles of conflict behind. This is how you become free. You become unbound. You are no longer tied down or tied up, however you visualize it or feel it even. It's important to practice each of threes three and then slowly begin to combine them so you can kiss the old version of dreaded conflict goodbye for good and welcome in the new way to communicate with others. To truly listen to them and for you to express yourself and be listened to as well. Remember, differences don't have to cause stress. I don't think they should at all. Differences, they make the world even more colorful and vivid. Differences help us learn about and admire others and ourselves. That's the energy of love. Differences allow us to experience new ways of living. I hope you have an even greater appreciation about the differences you're currently experiencing in your life. I wouldn't be surprised if you are currently experiencing a conflict in your life. It's only natural. It may now, because of my voice and this discussion, be at the forefront of your mind. And maybe that's the one to start with. Send it some love and admiration. So back to where we started, the definition of conflict. Conflict is a struggle between a difference in one's truths, desires, and gifts. And this struggle or conflict is not just with others. It can occur deep within ourselves. Sometimes simply changing the way we see things frees us or 
sets us free or lets us be unbound, untied to the old ways. Frees us to experience more pleasure, less unnecessary pain. Freedom to be who we are, who we were born to be. Escaping from conflict to enter into conversations. Conversations built on the foundation of admiration. Conversations built with the understanding of authority and respecting it. And conversations with the goal of listening to understand. Understand. Let me say that once again. Conversations with the goal to understand. That's the easiest and fastest way I know how to remove the shackles of conflict. Now, if only I was able to state it that easily and simply 22, 21 years ago, when Mark was running away from me, my difficulties would have disappeared even more quickly. I hope that helps you find your dreamy, the dreamy in all of your relationships starting today. Till next time, be exquisite.